what we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome to Behind the Spurs. I'm your host, Luke Baker. Behind the Spurs is a new podcast in partnership with the Daily Gamecock, WSC, and SGTV that provides in-depth storytelling on events and issues around the University of South Carolina campus and the surrounding community. The first story we have for you is on USC's new student orientation, where we find the real purpose orientation has to new students and how it shapes their motives and choices going into their first year of college. Producers Emily Barber and George Wassel have the story. It's around 10 a.m. on a Monday in Columbia, and a jumble of quiet voices fills Colonial Life Arena. Several hundred incoming freshmen are about to go through two days of orientation at the University of South Carolina, led by a team of students who opted to spend their summer introducing new Gamecocks to the sweltering Midlands heat. On day one of each session, Dr. Mary Wagner, the Director of Undergraduate Admissions, is one of several people to welcome the new students with words of advice and encouragement. Um, let me tell you, I'm, I'm very excited about um, today and your being here. I think it is probably one of the, the, um, the best things about my job because I get to welcome new members of the Gamecock Nation. She says that the next four years are not only focused on academics, but also on relationships. So kind of wrap your head around this, if you look around the room, you may be sitting here with your future roommate, maybe a future lab partner, a new best friend, maybe a new business partner, or who knows, maybe even your future spouse. (laughs) Right now in this room. Dr. Wagner went into some detail about how students could have an all-around successful college career advising them to work with their long-term goals in mind, to take advantage of everything USC offers, and to ask for help when they need it. While she reminds them that graduating is the main reason to go to college, she also encourages them to get the whole experience. To quote the wise and famous philosopher Ferris Bueller, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. She also stressed the importance of being open to assistance because needing an extra hand or a shoulder to lean on is nothing to be ashamed of. You're smart, you're confident, maybe you're feeling a little bit bulletproof, and rightly so, but over the course of your college years, life will get in the way and everyone, and I mean everyone, is going to need some help every now and then. The incoming freshman class is one of the largest in USC's history, and Dr. Wagner said that the university has been particularly interested in recruiting this class for the past couple of years. Okay, now that you're here, our interest in you is really just beginning. We want you here this fall, but we also want you to be successful at USC and to make the most of your college experience and to graduate with distinction and to become a lifelong Carolinian. I know that's what you want for yourselves as well. And so today is the first step on your journey as an official USC student. Students also heard from student body president Michael Parks, who talked to them about time, wishes, and commitment. He challenged the incoming freshmen to make the most out of their time at USC by setting goals instead of making wishes and committing themselves to the activities they are most passionate about. I encourage and challenge each of you to embrace your new life as a USC student. Meet new friends each and every day. Attend as many campus events, join as many clubs and organizations as is humanly possible until you find what your passion is. 
After the introduction, students were divided into their small groups, which they would be with for the next two days. Who's responsible for hurting the freshmen? Wait, wait, I'm lost. We got 20 something. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's make a big circle first. We lost circles. That was orientation leader Jerry Lynn collecting his group of incoming freshmen. Guiding the freshmen is one of many responsibilities the orientation leaders take on over the summer. Watch you move around. Stay. Make a circle. We sat down with Scotty Gavin, Brianna Ishmael, Christopher Hayward, Robert Carter, and Bemi Fecco to discuss their interactions with the new students and the relationships they build along the way. What do you think are the main things that you want the incoming freshmen to get out of orientation? Like, what are the most important things that you want to get across to them? I would say definitely connecting I know there's like a lot of new people that you meet but I think maybe just connecting with one person because that's what I did at my orientation and she's my best friend to this day so I think definitely if it's just one person finding somebody in your small group that you just really connect with like if you have the same major or you're from the same place I know I see a lot of people bond like that but I think what really students are going to get away out of this uh, is that sense of community um, even if it's a sense of community of people that didn't that thought what we did might not be necessary here here um, at least they had a community of people that thought that so no no matter what happened at orientation, they left feeling that they were part of something, that they had people once they got here. Uh, the biggest thing I try to teach them is be open, have an open mind, uh, and then get involved. That's like the second, you know, I try to make sure that they're aware that it's, a, it's an open-minded campus and that for the, you know, largely we try to be inclusive, um, but I don't, you know, I don't sugarcoat it. I do say, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm up front with things that with telling them that things do happen, but we also provide them with the information that if something does happen. But the biggest thing, the second biggest thing that I try to get in their heads is honestly to get involved um, because that's how, like I'm sure you've met a lot of your friends through SGTV in like, you know, and so you meet, like, you know, organizations are how you meet like your your long-lasting friends like you'll have your friends that stick with you through your residence halls um, but getting involved outside of your residence hall is seriously the best way to feel to make the, make the changes that you want to make here and there's also no icebreakers <laughs> outside of the classroom and organizations icebreakers are great yes interest meetings yeah okay interest meetings there's gonna be plenty of icebreakers but there were plenty of icebreakers at orientation. Whoever says bang first gets the kill. If you say it at the same time, whoever's louder wins. So we appreciate y'all want to be as loud as possible if you want to win this game, which is my personal favorite to win. So I don't know why you would play if you're not going to win. What? No. No. Uh, what's a great movie? Shrek. I just love when he ends up with Princess Fiona. Bang. You should have known where that was going. <laughs> <laughs> no one to blame but you. Come on. We uh, one of the ones that someone came up with not too long ago is what's your first? So you do like your name and then your most your first ever email or your first like uh, instant messenger account name. And so it's like 
<laughs> it's the most embarrassing, but it's cool because it, it gives, you know, it's a, a really easy way to open up and just have a laugh together because everyone has something silly, you know, and, and that was really cool. But yeah, that's my, that's my new favorite one. What would you tell yourself, like yourself before you went to college? Like what advice would you have for yourself? I would definitely tell myself not to stress about being an undecided major coming into orientation because I remember I just picked, I think it was public relations just because I was like, that sounds good. I did journalism in high school. I just wanted to have something. But I think coming in, not necessarily having a plan, not necessarily knowing what you want to do, it's not a bad thing because I've grown so much during this first year and I think being confused is what I needed to take the first step to be independent. That's what I really needed, like the reality check. I would have just honestly told myself to just stick with academics and get out and become involved, you know, take you know, take um, advantage of all opportunities, you know, you know, offered for sure. it's more of like a mentor student type thing or is it sort of like a fellow student on campus what sort of vibe do you get from them when it comes to that I try to especially be a fellow student on campus because I'm just a year older than these people so I'm not gonna reprimand you like I'm not gonna reprimand you and I don't want them to see me that way like some of my students they think that I'm like a senior I'm like no I'm 19 like I'm just a sophomore but I guess I just have myself like put together <laughs> than they think so I definitely try and I tell them like if you see me on campus in the fall please wave and I hang out with them like at dinner and I just really like I just really like my students that are in my group and I say that I get like abnormally close to them because I like talk to them outside like when they leave orientation but I definitely try to be more of a friend than like a mentor, but if they do ever need me for something, then like I'll be there to help them out. Is it weird sort of having to act in this leading role at first, even though you're like the same age as them? It like, is, is and especially at like transfer sessions, I think our oldest student is in their 60s. That'll be at a transfer session. Cause, like a lot of time, like people retire from the army and then they'll come and be a student. So then especially trying to be assertive to somebody who's much older than me is very, that's very weird. That was something that I really had to adjust to, like not, but I, like I'm a resource, like I'm here to help you. I'm not here to like, I'm not, well, I'm here to teach you, but I'm not here to like be like, you need to do this, you need to do that. So I think that was definitely, that's definitely been the biggest challenge for me when doing orientation, like having adults and having to like facilitate with them and adjust to um, helping to interact with them. Um, I try to make it so that they don't necessarily feel like I'm a position of authority, more like I'm one of them, more relaxed, if that makes sense. So they won't come in feeling like, this is school all over again. More like this is going to be a fun experience for me. So, um, and last question: mm -hmm. Can you talk just a little bit about like the relationship between all of the orientation leaders and like maybe the movie teams and like your team leaders and just yeah. like how all of that works and the dynamics? So each team leader has a mentor team of about eight or nine orientation leaders, and it's based off of a movie. And I'm on the minions team, and so during intensive training, we were we were pretty much always with our mentor team and our team leader they were the ones who would like do practice facilitation with us so like we would have to rehearse being in a small group with them or they would help us rehearse for our skits and basically your mentor team is there for you like if you need help or like if someone's having a bad session like you always have your team and they have your back but then even outside of that like all of us live in Patterson 
So we see each other all the time. You know, sometimes you see people more than you want to see them. But um, definitely the family atmosphere is definitely very, um, very encouraged. And I think I've definitely found like my roommate, she's one of my best friends. And I think especially the retreat that we went to, it's we had to do an activity where you had to bring something that is very important to you and um people were like i brought something that was my sketchbook that was really important to me and i ended up like bawling just talking about my life and like i think going into something that deep so early just kind of like formed a level of trust between us that's like i haven't had with other people and so i think doing this definitely made me feel like i belong here it's a it's a very interesting whenever you work uh monday through thursday 60 hours and then friday sometimes you have transfer sessions uh living in patterson going through training all sprinting together it's funny looking back now on that first retreat um and seeing how the dynamics have changed and how no matter what the dynamics have changed everyone still genuinely loves each other um how genuinely it really is just a loving caring community of people that want to do this what's your favorite thing about interacting with my favorite thing um so I'm trying to think. I have, I have a lot of favorite things about interacting with the freshmen. One, the coolest part is talking to them, and when I look in their eyes and seeing that they're like receiving what I'm saying, and 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 more so, and not and not necessarily that they're just listening to me, but the fact that they're like absorbing what I'm saying. That's like the coolest thing is being able to talk to someone and just know that they're absorbing absorbing every word that I'm saying and taking it to heart and knowing that if I'm saying the right things, that could have such a positive impact on their lives. But it, you know, I don't want to say it adds stress, but it makes sure, you know, but, but that fact is like a double-edged sword because if I do slip up and I say something wrong, it could ruin their experience or make them not take something as seriously. Um, yes, I hope, man, I hope I didn't ruin anyone's college, college careers. So what are the incoming freshmen feeling about all this? It's not hard to guess that almost all of them are nervous, excited, or both. College can be daunting, but that's what orientation is for, helping new students get ready for all the challenges they're likely to face. And one of those challenges, interestingly enough, is putting yourself out there. For some people, it's easy to strike up a conversation with a stranger. It sometimes comes naturally. I just feel like my roommate is just going to be such a she, my roommate's very like uptight, so I'm like really worried about her. Do you have, so have you like do you know your roommate coming? Yeah, in she's like like if you think of the exact exact opposite of me, it's like that's my roommate. But she's in oh, nursing no. and everything, so it's not like complete opposites, but the personality. What? Did you pick each other? Or was it random? No, it was random. Like she's she's quiet. She's very uptight. She's very like not personal with me. Like she doesn't even want to know me. So you don't you didn't know her at all before going no. to No. And so did you all random roommates? Random. I, yeah. I found one mine on Twitter, but that's about it. See, she's the kind of person who I feel would be like this, 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 and like, I, I know I'd be the person to be like, okay, if that's what you want, I'd be like, yeah. So like, she's very, or like... Very, like, I feel like she like would be like, no guys, like, I really don't like that, like, I feel like she'd be that kind of person, like, you keep yourself, like, don't touch myself, like, that kind of person. And I'm like that type of girl who's like, I want to be best friends with you, like, I want to like, get, I want to be able to come to you with everything. Um, yeah, like, I was going to request a roommate, but he submitted his application through the mail, so he didn't have an email address for me to put in. Okay. Yeah. Are you both from the same... Have you even talked to your roommate yet? 
Um, I've tried to email my roommate and he has not responded. Which is like terrible. Well, because if you did it through mail, like maybe snail mail him, like do a little like dearest roommate. First. I was worried when I got put into women's quad though, because I'm not that. I'm like I love guys. Like I love like. Everything. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like I love being around them, even as friends. Well, a day of being talked at can help drum up a conversation. New students are fed so much information at orientation, I couldn't tell you what I remember from my orientation sessions that I attended when I was a freshman two years ago. Sure, I do remember what Carolina Cash is and doing Sandstorm at 8 in the morning, kind of awkwardly, and I do remember my awesome orientation leader, and I never really understood their philosophy of being positive until I actually interacted with them after I was out of orientation when I came back to do this piece with student media. There's one chunk of the day that like they get out at five and then we have another small group and by that point they're like exhausted so we try to play a game that will re-energize them and then sometimes it doesn't re-energize them. It just, they're just tired. They don't want to do And we have to sit eat. on the horseshoe during it so that it's also hot outside and they're just not yeah. not a fan. I take that as a good thing because like when you tire people out, like they're more willing to do what you want. Mm -hmm. So at that point, they're like, they just go with the flow. Now, I got to ask, how, how do you guys do it twice a week? How, what do you guys do to switch it up? There's nothing really that we can switch up, but we just have to remember like it may be like our 11th session, but it's their first session. So that's what keeps us going. I mean, it's a different group of people each time, so. They were here today. They get something new. Like, they bring in different personalities, different people, different views. So that makes it different for us, even though we're doing the same routine over and over again. What really, like, I guess rejuvenates me is just seeing all their faces and how excited they are coming in. Yeah, it, and I saw that that was me last summer. So I'm kind of putting myself in their shoes, like kind of wanting to see, like orientation leaders be even more energetic than I am. Yeah. So I love seeing that and just, I feed off their energy. But what I remember most about orientation is the night at Strom. It was a night where they take all the students, put them on shuttles, send them to Strom, and say, here, go play, be friends, to essentially do college. Now, what do I mean by that? To me, at least, it means putting yourself out there to find out who you are through your interaction with others. And that's what college is all about, finding yourself. That's what I believe. See, this is why I believe that the night at Strom is one of the most important orientation events because it gives you the chance to fully and freely interact with your peers. It gives you a glimpse of college. Now I am getting a little preachy about a simple three hour time frame made for cornhole, line dancing, and sand volleyball. So let's let the class of 2020 tell us on whether or not they think orientation gives them a glimpse, a taste, into what college will actually be like. No, I mean, I think this is what college is going to be like. I think if, like, you make it, you know, what you want, you got to be interactive, so. Yeah, I feel like it's really preparing us for college, and it makes us excited for college, but also, like, lets us know that we really need to study and stay on top of things. Yeah, when I first got here this morning, when, when, we, when we walked into Colonial Life Arena this morning, I was like, 
This is college. Yeah. This is different. This is not like high school. I feel like it's a little more stress-free, but like I feel like I'll have more free time too in college. But I kind of hope there's not like as many like mandatory sitting here and here's all this information we're going to list for you while you suffer. Oh wait. <laughs> but orientation leaders have a different take on the experience. I think one thing during orientation because everything it kind of still feels like you're kind of in high school in a way because everything is like you're always supervised very structured and you know you have a itinerary from the time you get here to the time you leave what exactly you'll be doing so at any point in the day you know what you'll be doing once you get to college your schedule is purely up to you and so that's that would be the biggest difference is just your structure of your day there's a lot more freedom uh there's a lot more choices you can make so People, you know, so, so the whole orientation is supposed to be like what it's like to be a college student. It's less so that and more so here's what you're going to want to know once you do become the college student because college students are going to be dumb. And so we don't want them to have that make mistakes already. We want to inform them of the consequences and, and the resources available once they get to school. Um, that way, once they do become the real college students, they can make the informed decision and find the resources they need. We try to like separate students and parents a lot, but I think definitely just encouraging the independence, like not necessarily like just speaking about it, just being like, oh, you're going to be free, but like actually like telling them like you're about to be independent, but I think that would be it. And another part of the college experience is deciding on a major. I plan on studying business. Media arts. I plan on studying in international business. Biomedical engineering. International studies. Risk management. International studies. I plan on studying political science. Even though those students sounded super confident about themselves, statistically half of those students we talked to will change their major at least once. Interestingly enough, I have changed my major three times when talking to all of these students, there was one resounding theme, the feeling of excitement. And that's what we felt when we went out to interview all of them, to talk to all of them. We asked all of the new students we interviewed how they were feeling about starting college. And instead of hearing their excitement from me, let's hear it from the class of 2020. Anxious. Finally. Excited? Excited. Excitement is definitely an understatement. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't. I really don't have one word. It would have to it would just have to be I feel crazy about it all. Yeah. Um I think I think entering college will be very exhilarating because there'll be so much stuff going on and you'll have to adapt to making new friends, seeing what clubs you want to do getting your classes down and trying to maintain the grades that you want and etc. Excited but anxious. Um, I'm excited like I'm excited for all the you know fun parts about college and everything and getting to you know get all these new experiences but I'm anxious just because I don't know what I'm walking into really and so you know with new experiences comes excitement but nervousness too and I think, you know, just once you get into the routine of things, all that anxiousness will go away and it's just mostly going to be excitement. Our whole team was very excited to take on this project. 
It was fun to reminisce about orientation, to discuss orientation stories from our freshman years, to see what's changed, and much of us being two years or less removed from orientation, not much really has changed. Sure, speakers change, orientation leaders change, skits get rewritten, and as much as I can complain about boring sessions, repetitive information, long walks to different events with clever alliteration in the title, secretly, I got a kick out of all of it. And if you were to ask me next year, at the beginning of my senior year, if I would go through orientation one more time, I would say put me down for the first orientation session of the summer. program was produced today by me, Emily Barber, and George Wassel, with production help from Mills Hayes. The show was edited by me, Luke Baker, and a special thanks to the Office of New Student Orientation for letting us report on this story. For more stories like this in the future, check out our SoundCloud page, or subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast services. This has been a blast to produce, and we can't wait to bring you more stories in the future. Stay tuned.